it's up to you and me to shine a guiding light and lead the way. United by our cause, we have the power to pursue what we believe. We'll achieve the realization of our dreams. Hello there, welcome to this week's episode of New Horizons. I'm Vaughan Benison. Thanks for joining us. This week we feature the first of a two program series on the keynote speech given at the International Council on English Braille General Assembly. And we start with the introduction given to the keynote speaker. It gives me great pleasure to introduce to you His Excellency Dr. Walton Alfonso Webson. Ambassador Extraordinary and Plenipotentiary and Permanent Representative of Antigua and Barbuda to the United Nations. Ambassador Webson has worked for several international non-government organizations, most notably Perkins International, where he worked from 1992 to 2014 and was the organization's director from 2011. Dr. Webson is an Antiguan diplomat he has served as the permanent representative to the United Nations in New York of Antigua and Barbuda since 2014 and served as president of UNICEF in 2017. In 2019, he was appointed as co-facilitator on the steering committee on accessibility. He is an innovator and a leader. He founded the Friends of Vision at the United Nations, a group responsible for advocating for eye health to be included in universal health care. He is considered as a champion on disability issues and a leading voice on issues of small states. The title of his keynote address today is Braille, the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals in a Changing Environment. So over to you, Ambassador Webson. Thank you. Thank you very much, Nandi. Let me begin by expressing my condolences to those who have lost loved ones or friends in the pandemic. Some of you may have had a personal brush with the virus. I hope you are well and you are doing fine. Friends, Colleagues, what a pleasure for me to be given this opportunity to speak to you. I recall in the past sitting at the table in the UK, in South Africa, and I think even in Australia at meetings of the World Braille Council and having shared with some of you um, dialogue on the advancement and importance of Braille. Let me make a confession as I begin. I, am, I have not kept up with the world of Braille. That is not to say that I do not use Braille in my daily life, my professional and personal life, I do. But I have not kept up with the technical and political ins and outs in the discussion of English Braille and I am sure much hasn't changed in the last six years that you continue to have that debate of political nature and technical use of the varying aspects of Braille. So what I thought I would do today is introduce you to the discussion around the sustainable development goals and to tie that in 
into our changing environment and how Braille and in fact, technology plays a, 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 an even more important role for persons who are blind and for persons with disability. But we could not begin a conversation today without speaking about the impact of COVID-19 on all of us. The past eight months, we have all lived through traumatic periods. In fact, some may say horrific, and some may even say dramatic. It's the trauma because we have sat in our homes for during what, the, what, what is called the so-called lockdown period. We have faced traumatic period times because we have looked out of our homes and in the city that I live and the, the, the residence where I am living, my home is very close to a hospital. And six months ago, you could see the hospital trucks lined up, new morgues being, trucks being used as morgues and the whole transformation of the landscape, which was across from me as a path being changed into a huge hospital tent. So we, be, we know that the pandemic has changed the landscape we live in. It has changed it so much that for many of us, where our world is explored through touch, we are now concerned about touching, what we touch, where we touch when we go out. Our world is a different place because of the pandemic. And our means of exploring that world through touch is completely transformed and changed. We explore our world, whether we learn Braille or otherwise. It's not simply just to read. We learn to touch and we learn to use our sense of touch as our sense of exploration. That now is uh, new questions are being asked. New questions are being asked as to how we teach and how to use touch and how we learn in using touch for our to, to exercise our ability in exploration. So the pandemic has thrown up for us an entirely new environment, a new world. We, some say it may not be forever and it may not last, but what is sure is that our world has changed forever. It's not the same world we knew in January or February of 2020. It's, it's different. We have to find different ways our teachers to teach children, whether they are using Zoom or whether we use um, our own, our forms of Braille and so on. It's all different. And it is, it is that world of the, the new world of the, that was created by the pandemic that we now have to figure out. I want you to stop and spare a thought as you try to figure out your new world, figure out the, think of the lives of persons who are deafblind and persons who have multiple disabilities, because for some of those persons, they depend even more than the person who is simply, who has lost his vision and that's his only sensory loss or her sensory loss. Think of that deafblind persons whose world depends heavily upon touch and heavily upon access to Braille. 
and to think of how they explore their world. We know that persons with disabilities, including persons who are blind, our lifespan is estimated to be shorter than our colleagues and friends, our sighted peers. And we know that the eight months of sedentary isolation in some cases, or certainly the lockdown period has created a greater challenge for us as persons with disability in terms of our inability to act to go and become more physical and exercise and train and walk and run and so forth. We know that that affects in a greater way our lifestyle and our lifespan and our entire existence. That's the difference of which I speak. I want to see, to talk to you a little bit about how we might reset because we have developed, the United Nations has spent the last several years exploring a new world and championing a new world. Before the pandemic, we've talked a lot about the sustainable development goals. Well, the pandemic has changed much, but there is much that it will not change. We will continue to be facing the challenges of the SDGs that we started with in 2015. The SDGs, Sustainable Development Goals, were developed in 2015, and I remember spending many nights coming home at one and two in the morning from the United Nations chambers, debating and having my colleagues spend all night as we debated the SDGs. Part of that debate was to ensure that the rights of persons with disabilities are inherently included within the SDGs because the forerunner of the SDGs, the MDGs, did not include, did not mention disability. And we wanted to be sure that disability was mentioned in the goals and in the 165 clauses that surrounds and sustains the development, the sustainable development goals. And our countries all have committed and signed on to that. And you as civil society need to know that and to understand our place as persons with disability within that context. It is that that I wish to spend a few minutes in discussing some of the 17 goals and how we might be affected, but more importantly, how we can champion the SDGs. The mantra of the SDGs is leave no one behind. And every time I speak in the United Nations chambers and around this subject, I make sure that I say, I take that mantra seriously leave no one behind. It is because I believe that we ought to change the world. We have spoken for years about inclusion and, and equality. This is an opportunity for us to aim at and achieve such, but we have to do it together. In 2018, we were able to work with the United Nations to, be, to declare September 23rd as National International Sign Language Day. The deaf community has taken that seriously and have since then, for the last what, three years, they have built it up 
and have celebrations and create opportunities for public awareness around International Sign Language Day. In December 2019, we worked with the United Nations to pass another resolution to declare World Braille Day on Louis Braille's birthday. So we have International World Braille Day. It passed this year, January, with little fanfare from the community of Braille, Braille users and the, the, the international blind community. We speak often about the importance of Braille and the need for Braille to continue for generations. And that's one of the reasons of International World Braille Day. Well, if we have worked to have this day declared internationally by the United Nations, we must make a fanfare about this day in order to build international awareness and the, to get the international community to recognize the importance and use of Braille. I have many friends, some of whom came uh, um, uh, work in the United Nations. Uh, I include um, an ambassador also, who since I came here as the first blind person as an ambassador, other colleagues have come. And some have told me they wish they knew Braille. They're very good with technology, but they would love to have had the opportunity to marry Braille and technology so they could do some of the things in exploring and, and when they speak, et cetera, et cetera, and in their daily lives. That's the importance of Braille that I have found. Since my work here, we have been able to get the UNICEF, which I chaired, UNDP and UNFPA, which I, of which I am the current chair or president, to be able to understand the importance of access and access to Braille. These are the kind of things, but we can only get this to happen regularly if we make people know the importance of access to information through Braille. And if we make Braille available in real time with its, as you marry it with technology. More on that next week. If you'd like to contact BCA, 1-800-033-660 is the telephone number. If you'd like to email bca at bca.org.au. And I'll talk to you next week. We'll achieve the realisation of a dream. Of our dream.